two, one. Welcome back to Krebs Corner, guys. This is podcast number six with Eric, returning guest. Eric, just introduce yourself for the people who haven't seen the previous podcast. Uh, my name is Eric Olson. I am a head writer. Of course, I talk with Eric. I have a YouTube. I have a blog. I have it all. Um, just go check out my social media networks online. Of course, I talk with Eric, A-R-R-I-C-K. You know, just check me out. Yeah, I was going to say, go check out Courtside Talk with Eric. I'm on there a couple times. He's got a great couple podcasts with other guests. Um, I've had Eric on this podcast for a couple times. And, yeah, we just have fun, man. I was going to say, I enjoy you. Eric just released a Joel Embiid MVP campaign video. I really like it. I was going to say, that, that stuff's tough. So, go check that out, guys. Give it a view. And we'll just jump right into it. So, we're going to talk about just some, some recent stuff happening around the week in the NBA. First, shout out to James Worthy, previous Laker, turning 59 years old. Happy birthday, James Worthy. He was the 1987-88 Finals MVP over the Detroit Bad Boys Pistons. He His career averages were 17.6 points, five rebounds, and three assists. Hall of Famer, three-time NBA champ, and two-time All-NBA. I was just going to say, I told you share your favorite James Worthy moment. My favorite is... It was the Pistons year they won their first championship when they got swept or when they were sweeping the Lakers. In game four, uh, Robert or Horn, McHorn, or uh, I'm trying to think of his name. It's the Detroit Pistons post. Robert, Robert Mahorn, I think. Yeah, Robert. Mahorn. Yeah, that's his name. He he thought, or James Worthy really thought he got fouled or whatever. And this is at the tail end of this is when Magic was getting old. He got the AIDS soon after it. It's when Kareem was really old. And Robert Mahorn, uh, he thought he fouled him. And James Worthy really broke down and just started yelling at the ref, like just point blank. It's in the 30 for 30 uh, bad boys, but he broke down and started yelling at the ref. And it was obviously it was at the tail end of those guys' careers. But I mean, it was like the kind of the, passing the torch from the Lakers and the Boston Celtics and before the Bulls, that's when they passed it to the Pistons for a little bit. What's your favorite James Worthy moment? Probably uh, when he was at UNC with Michael Jordan wearing number 52, you know, uh, just his athleticism. He's just James Worthy. Uh, he was a great player. Like you said, you know, I've uh, listened to him with the uh, Lakers and Celtics 30 for 30 and also the Detroit Pistons 30 for 30. You know, he's just one of the greatest players of all time. And, He's, he seems like a pretty cool, cool guy to talk to. Yeah, he goes, like, I remember in this, the Bad Boys 30 for 30 uh, was my favorite, and I still watch it every couple months. But I remember the interviewer looked at him, and he goes, he goes, uh, what, what, what happened different than the first time they match up? And James Worthy point blank was like, they kicked our ass. Like, it was as simple as that. Like, he's really – Chill, down to earth, dude. We'll tell it how it is, and I really like how he gets in the interviews because he's one of those NBA guys who one of the legends who you don't see on TNT or you don't see broadcasting. But every now and again, his interviews are golden. But without further ado, we'll get into the NBA. What happened last night is the big game of the night. The Miami Heat took down the red hot twenty six and seven Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz have been on a tear, won nineteen out of the last twenty two games. So they beat them 124 to 116. Uh, Miami has won eight out of their last 11. They are seventh in the East right now. And it looks like they're getting over those early season struggles. How do you feel about the Miami Heat, Eric? Um, I think, you know, I was one of those guys who um, thought it was an overreaction of how everybody was treating the Miami Heat. 
Uh, when they're saying, oh, we know the finals appearance was a bust and all that other stuff. I, I just knew they had to get healthy, even though they didn't have Tyler Hero last game, I think. Uh, just them as a whole, as a healthy team, they have a lot of um, chemistry. You know, they're just a great team that are around each other and they just know each other. And I think they can probably, if they continue this um, hot streak they are on, I think they can probably make some real big noise in the upper parts of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I I definitely was rooting for Miami Heat up, up until they played the Lakers. I liked Miami Heat coming out of the conference last year. I think it's I think chemistry has a lot to do with it. Uh, and you got locker room guys like Iggy. I mean, Iggy's a big one. They lose that toughness out of Jay Crowder. He didn't go to the Heat back this year. He went to the Phoenix Suns. But Jimmy Butler's playing out of his mind right now in February. Last night, he played 33-10, or he scored 33 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. And Jimmy Butler is one of those guys who struggled to stay on the court. He had the coronavirus, and then he got healthy. But he's only played 19 games with these Miami Heat guys. So I think the Miami Heat have very upside potential. When you're talking about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero clicking on all cylinders, Goran Dragic is a guy off the bench who not a lot of people give credit. You got young Kendrick Nunn. You got Bam Adebayo. I mean, you got all these young pieces. And they were talking, do we trade these young pieces for Radley Beal? I respect – I respect uh, Pat Riley for not just dumping everything and dumping the plan. I think that I'm right with you when I say I think the Miami Heat can make some noise, and I think they could give uh, Philly and Brooklyn a run at that one through three spot, depending on what Boston does if Boston gets over these early struggles. But I like those four teams when we're talking about top teams in the East. Yeah, they're they're definitely a team to be reckoned with. Yeah. So staying on the Miami Heat topic, um, Sabonis out of – Indiana Pacers got the all-star nod because Kevin Durant came out and said that he has a calf injury and will be missing the all-star game. And there's some rumors going around that they offered Jimmy Butler the all-star spot, but he said no because he felt that Bam was more deserving of it than him. And he said he didn't want to go without Bam. How do you feel about that players just refusing to go to the all-star game out of respect of loyalty? I feel like Jimmy Butler is one of those guys that has his teammates backs and he's very loyal. I think it's a good thing for morale when you're looking at it. Um, of course, Ben Matibaba did not make the all-star team. And, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, it's just it's just a um, loyalty there. But, you know, I, I, don't really see, I don't really see the problem with it if you did play in the all-star. But I guess him and the uh, Miami Heat must have felt some type of way that he was not there. But I don't think Ben was going to be an all-star this year. This season, a lot of people say he was a big snub, but um, I would have taken Sabonis over him for the All-Star season this year. Yeah, Sabonis is having a good year. Also, another thing about Jimmy Butler is he's not one of those guys that's going to reflect, ah, oh, shoot, you're going to kill me. Hold up. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I think that Jimmy Butler is going to be one of those guys who – when you when we reflect back on his career in 10, 20 years, he's not going to be a guy who cares about the all-star game numbers and stuff like that. He's going to be strictly how many finals did I get to? Did I win any championships? I think Jimmy Butler, if he's in the right environment, I don't think he's a one on a championship team. Now, I said that last year, and he took he took the Miami Heat to the finals, so I can't say that. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is a one on a championship team. I think – he can, I think he could be a co-star like a Joel Embiid's and Ben Simmons. How one is not significantly better than the other. I think that I think that that could happen for Jimmy Butler. But if Jimmy Butler, I don't think that Miami team, unless they stay with each other and contracts and egos don't 
become an issue. I think that Miami team can make a lot of noise out of the East. So coming back on Sabonis, talking about him as Indiana, we kind of talked about it already, but uh, a sports senior journalist, uh, Tim Hollinger, or Jim Hollinger, said that Sabonis should be an all-star if Bam and Jimmy are in the game too. So what? how do you feel about that? I would say you kind of voice your opinion. You think Sabonis should be in the all-star game? I think, um, like Kendrick Person said, every year we say somebody's been snubbed, and every year we say um, this person is should have gotten in, this person should have gotten in. In some cases, it is true, but you know we can't make and um, we can't say everybody deserves to be an all star. You know, there's there's has to be a cutoff. There has to be an indeed cutoff. Sabonis so started off really great with the Indiana Pacers. He's been playing the great offense that he's been playing since last year. Definitely deserves an all-star. Bam Adebayo, I mean, it's oh, he's having a okay season, you know, but it's not all-star-ish in my opinion. Yeah, and like a lot of people don't take credit. Sabonis is keeping that Indiana Pacers team in the playoff front. Like, they're top four, five, six in the East all season. So I think that a lot of people should give credit to that. Uh, I'm glad Sabonis got in <clears throat> going into his second all-star game. I think that – the Heat's record wasn't good enough to get two All-Stars in either. I would have been fine with Jimmy getting in. He didn't have that great year. He didn't play a lot of games, too. He's only played 19 games this year. Um, so I really don't think that. And also, we talked about if you're going to say someone's an All-Star snub, tell us who you're going to replace. You know what I mean? Don't say you can't have 20 people on the end of the bench. We talked about that in uh, Krebs Corner Podcast 5. Me and Eric picked out our All-Star teams. You guys should go check that out. But, yeah, if you're gonna if you're going to talk about All-Star snubs, like a Trey Young or like some of these other guys, tell us who you think shouldn't make it. And I don't think there's anyone in the East that I would say Sabonis should have replaced. But if your injury, I mean, go in. I would say I don't think there's anyone that I think that Bam Adebayo deserves a one a nod over someone in the All Star game already. All right, so look at this: Player One is averaging 20 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. Player two is averaging 22 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. Who are you taking? Is it player two? Yeah. You got to say player yeah. two? Yeah, I pick player two. Bonus. That's a bonus. Yeah, and you got to think, wait, who was player A stats? Uh, 20 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. No, who is it? Like, Oh, that's uh, Bam. And you got to think, all right, you're looking at seventh. You're going to think the Heat were at the bottom of the East at one point. I admit the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Washington Wizards, he were down there. He were like the 11th team in the or in the East. You got to think, so Pacers are staying up in that 4-5 spot and keep and supposed to keeping their head above water. So I think – and then we're also going to talk about – so KD came out, say he's injured, can't play in the All-Star game. He is a captain. And I feel like he's going to end up drafting his team. But that means someone's got to replace as a starter. Jason Tatum has uh, been named the starter. Do you think Jason Tatum deservingly should be named the starter? Um, 100%. You know, I feel like Jason Tatum might get a, a little bit too much hate than he usually would be if he wasn't a part of the Boston Celtics organization. Because everybody does not like the Boston Celtics. But I think, you know, Jason Tatum is just having another great year. He's really shown us that he's a great young player in the NBA. You know, him and Jalen Brown, they're having their struggles right now. Uh, they got a win yesterday uh, with Kimba having 30 points. But, you know, you still got to look at it. You know, Jason Tatum definitely deserves to be a starter for this year. 
I think Jason Tatum is awesome. I think that he is going to be one of the very good young players in this league. And I think it's just, it's a matter of time. You know, they got to adjust with each other. Uh, I don't know if Kemba Walker is the right point guard for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart. I think they need to get him a new team and find out what you can at least get for him. But uh, I think Jason Tame 100% deserves that all-star spot that KD will have played in. All right, going into the West, we're going to talk about the Dallas Mavericks and Christoph Porzingis. He's been out with a couple of injuries. Uh, you can kind of tell this Mavericks thing isn't working. Uh, do you expect to him getting moved? His brothers have came out and said that – or anonymous NBA agents have came out and said that his brothers are a big problem when it comes to his ego. Uh, and they said, why do you think that he always gets traded everywhere he goes? So do you think Christoph Porzingis is a Maverick for a while, or do you think that he is on the move? Um, I think as NBA fans, we sh should not be surprised if we do not see Christoph Porzingis in a Mavs jersey in the next couple of weeks. You know, he's he's. I'm a big. I'm a fan of Christoph Porzingis. Not the biggest fan, but you know, I respect his game and I think he's a great player. But he has been very inconsistent um, for the Mavs. You know, they lost him during that playoffs in a key moment for the playoffs because um, he was not healthy. You know, you have to. Uh, you have to chop it up as an L, you know, if, if you need to go have a consistent start to play with Luka Doncic, then you need that right now. If you're picking uh Christos Porzingis to be your consistent star, you're not going to get very far. You know, he's a great player when it matters, but he's, he's also one of the most uh, worst defensive bigs in the league. You know, he's a great offensive big, but he's one of the worst defensive bigs. So I think the match should really look forward to, trading him or doing something with uh, his contract as of right now. Yeah. And I'm glad you kind of mentioned Luka Doncic because right now is your, your window Dallas. Like right now is your window to try to go get a championship build. I like the pieces they have around him. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. Is one of those guys who you don't rely on getting you 15 points, but he can get you 15 points a night. Um, I don't think Christoph Porzingis is, is a move, but I don't know what is the move. I think that a good defensive big, uh, I think you go shop, maybe not get a second star, but maybe get key good pieces to round out your starting lineup, give you a little bench depth. Uh, I think that the Mavericks know what they're doing, and I think they're not dumb. And I think Cuban knows that you only got so much when you come to Doncic, and we've seen stars fall in, fall off, stock market up and down, up and down. So, I mean, right now is your window. Doncic is playing like an MVP, especially in this month. Uh, admit early season struggles he's he had, but. I don't know if Porzingis is, is the move. Um, we also saw, or I, we talked about before the podcast, how the Warriors expressed interest in a swap for Andrew Wiggins for Porzingis. Tell them how you feel about that. Um, I really don't see who wins this trade. You know, I'm not a fan of, you know, I don't think either of these two players could really make your team um, per se better. Um, I don't think Andrew Wiggins is a great player at all. I mean, he's he's really stepped up from his Timberwolf days, and he's really uh, played a little bit better, but I don't really see both of them really impacting both of their teams in a positive way, if we're being totally honest. Yeah, I don't I don't see this move. I can kind of see the Warriors doing it, but because they have Wiseman being a defensive big. So I can kind of see the Warriors wanting to do this move, get rid of uh, Wiggins, kind of giving Kelly Oubre that three spot to start at. But when you're talking about bigs, who are you going to put on the bench then? When you're talking about Draymond, Kristaps, and uh, Wiseman, are you going to put Draymond at the three? Or 
I'm not sure. I mean, Draymond needs to be starting. Though. We see he had a triple double, I think, yesterday. He can do um he can do it all, you know, except for storm. He's not a good scorer at all. But he but can he's do- productive. He you know what I mean? Like even cuts to the basket, rebounding, getting the ball, putting it back up. Like Draymond yeah. Green has found himself to be productive. And that's what guys, a lot of guys in this league don't do is once they lose their touch. Like Westbrook. Westbrook is a prime example. He don't have the explosiveness he did in OKC. And you can kind of see he is more than less not recognizing it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Like Draymond Green has adapted. He's adapted to, oh, I'm not going to be able to guard these guys. Like I, I'm not going to be able to guard LeBron all night. You know what I mean? Like he was doing in 2015. Sorry I cut you off, but I was going to say that's, that's, one, that's one of the things that I think the Warriors got to look at is of Christoph Wiseman and Draymond, who are you going to put on the bench? Are you going to run a super big lineup and almost contradict what the NBA is doing, starting four guards or starting three or four guards? Um, are you going to start Steph Curry, Clay Thompson when he gets back, or Kelly Oubre now? Draymond Green, Wiseman, Christoph. Like, I see where they want to get rid of Wiggins. I don't think that the Wiggins trade is good in the Mavs' eyes at all. I don't think Wiggins is that player for the Mavs to get, but maybe. I don't know, man. What's what's your thoughts about it? I mean, if if you have Wiggins going to the Mavs, they definitely don't get better, in my opinion. You know, no. you need a big. You need a you need a four or maybe even a three um, to combat with uh, Porzingis leaving. But and like you said, with the Warriors situation, I think you know it might be a little controversial to say, but I think you might have to. I'm not. I'm not really even sure. You know, you could play Draymond Green at the small forward. Wait, what were you going to say that was controversial? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say you might want to put the rookie um, the Wiseman bench. coming off the bench, you know, but that that's going to kill the um, defense. And the defensive bigs are going to just eat on Porzingis because he is horrible. You saw what you saw what Zion was doing to Porzingis on that um, the game that they had. So I'm not. I'm not I'm sure. Not Zion also on that dunk on Holmes, sending Richard sending Holmes to the to the hoop. Did you see that one? No, I didn't see it. Dude, you gotta check it out. So Zion had at the top of the key, and he went to go drive. And he literally uses off arm, and he sent Holmes, the big man out of Sacramento, to the basket like he flew. And then Zion just had a breakaway lane. Dude, you gotta check it out. I was gonna say, yeah, Zion's a tank. How about that? Shout out Zion for getting his first All Star game too. First All Star appearance. But, yeah, I would say Mavericks need to get defensively better, and I don't think getting Wiggins for Kristaps is making them significantly defensively better. That's my thoughts. All right, moving on to not NBA basketball. We're talking about Jeremy Lin, the one sensation out of New York Knicks. That was an awesome time. We were growing up. I I was a big NBA fan. I was kind of getting into the NBA when that happened. And Lin Sandy, it kind of like in a blink of an eye went away, but it took by storm. He went into L.A., uh, and balled up on Kobe. I'm talking, it's crazy. And then Jeremy Lin faded out, went from Houston, L.A. So he – Got a ring with Toronto, though. Yeah, that game-winning three on Toronto was crazy. That was awesome, just the simple walk-up. I think it also gateways like, as silly as it sounds, I think Jeremy Lin introduced that you don't have to do a play coming out of uh, – Coming out of, like, a game-winning situation, you don't got to run a play. I mean, they just gave it to Jeremy Lin. He kind of told everyone, get out of my way. And he kind of just pulled up three. I think that that kind of, like – and then Kyrie Irving hit a three on Toronto later that year. But Jeremy Lin came out and said that he 
is experiencing racial issues, talking about uh, the coronavirus and stuff like that. He's getting called coronavirus on the court. Um, my personal thoughts about it, we won't spend too much time on this, but I just don't think that is meant for the league. And I, I think that even though we're playing a sport and it's competitive, there's a bigger – it's bigger than basketball at this point. Yeah, I think I think you have to have at least some maturity, you know, to respect people and um, how they are viewed as in the world. We have been seeing an uprising in a lot of um, – the Asian community um, has seen a lot of, uh, you know, threats towards them due to the COVID-19 coming out of uh, China. But I don't think that you should uh, – call a person coronavirus on the court you know I think that's really childish and I don't, I don't think it really um, helps your team at all you know and he's still he's 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 putting buckets on teams in the G League I think he had around 27 points so it's still not stopping him from playing great but I, I think I think it's something that should shouldn't happen on the basketball court yeah I think it lacks maturity and like you like I kind of mentioned earlier it's bigger in basketball like we're playing a sport obviously and it's competition it's a win or loss but when you come to things like that they're just like NBA players said there's things you just say and don't say on the court. And I don't think, especially in a pandemic like this and a global issue, you attack one person or one race about that. And then we're going to kind of get on, stay on that topic. So LeBron James came out. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this soccer player's name. Do you know how to pronounce it? Zoltan. I think it's called Zoltan or something like that. He said, and there's a quote, I would say there's a big video about it, but he said, LeBron James is phenomenal at what he's doing, but I don't like it when people with some kind of status and they do politics at the same time as what they're doing. I mean, do what you were good at. And LeBron James went in a post-game conference and spoke his piece, but here's one quote. He kind of significantly got brought out from Bleacher Report. Uh, LeBron James is in response to Zoltan's comments on athletes staying out of politics. There's no way I would ever just stick to sports because I understand my platform and how powerful my voice is. And that's the thing that I understand. When we're talking about athletes using our platform, I think that they know that, simple as that, people like us, we're going to make our own opinions about it and we're going to see it. If LeBron never made that comment, we would never see that comment. So it's just like it's a big – I see where – I don't know. It's it's such a touchy issue. I see where athletes come from. They know that they have a stage and they know that kids are watching. And if Serena Williams says something about women's equality, girl athletes all across the nation are going to be impacted by it and be influenced. What's your thoughts? Uh, personally, I think, you know, I think with athletes, you're making millions of dollars. Um, and you have a f- platform, you're given a platform to voice your opinions. I feel like you should be able to voice whatever opinions you have, even if it has to deal with uh, civil rights, even if it has to deal with different rights of, um, in the world. I think um, you should be able and should voice your opinions. And I, I think I think what LeBron James has been doing is probably very controversial, but it's great for the athlete in America these days who is told not to really speak on your opinions. You know, we have the First Amendment, um, I think, of the Bill of Rights, the freedom of speech. You have the freedom of speech. I think you should be able to say whatever you want, um, even if it is is wrong. You know, I feel like you should just be able to voice your opinions and try to outreach and help the world um, on your what you're doing today. Yeah, definitely. I, I get what you mean. Uh, I don't support – so I don't support – obviously, everyone has their own beliefs. I don't support some of the things that LeBron said, but I think that he's giving 
athletes have voice and like him getting told to shut up and dribble. That's not cool. I, I didn't support that because these athletes get a platform. They get microphones in their face. So if you have that status, say what you want, say what you are thinking about. Um, I think Zoltan is not understanding it because he's a guy who could use his voice to impact people and stuff like that. But I think if it's in a good influence, now if LeBron acts out and starts saying a bunch of stuff that really isn't a positive influence, I think that that's when we start cutting it off and we start chopping it up. But I think if he is one to talk about, I don't know about talking about uh, former presidents and people of high power talking bad about them, but if it's talking about global issues, I think that I wouldn't be opposed of athletes speaking out about that. Yeah, I just, you know, it's and everybody has their own opinion about it. You know, there's no right or wrong answer about certain things like this. You know, like I said, it's just at the end of the day, you know, um, it's just silver discourse. You're going to have a different opinion than me and I'm going to have a different opinion than someone else and, and, and so on and so on. You know, I just think, you know, people should be able and should um, be able to speak their mind. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, I definitely understand. I 100% agree. And like we kind of we not to be a dead horse but these guys are given that platform they get watched by millions of people every night so they have that social status like i care about even though peyton manning or russell westbrook or lebron james don't know brain crumbling from plymouth ohio they still hold maybe moments or they pull time of my day so the people's status in your heads they hold that special place so like me and my dad just talked about it and i said I watched LeBron since I was a young kid. So he obviously, whatever he says, I'm going to be influenced by either good or bad. I'm going to be influenced and impacted by it. And we pay uh, money, hard earned money for these guys, jerseys, shoes, um, their salaries to go to games. You know what I mean? So I think that they hold a special place, even if it's just a stranger, they still hold a special place and we're going to be influenced no matter what they say. I'll say, and then we're going to go over the playoff picture for the NBA now and kind of just give our reactions before we get into the All-Star game coming up in a couple of weeks. I'm excited for this All-Star game, man. They're saying it's the same style as Kobe's, or that 24-point style. So I'm I'm very excited for this All-Star game. I think it would be very fun. I'm sad KD isn't in it again. but So we're going to take a look at the East first. We got at the one seed, Philadelphia, two seed, Brooklyn, Three seed Milwaukee, four seed Toronto, five seed Miami, six seed Nets or Knicks. The Miami Knicks, Boston are all tied for that five, six, seven. And then you got Indiana at eight. And then rounding out the top 10 is Chicago at nine and Charlotte at 10. So I, I like this. I like this run. I think that maybe not the Knicks and Toronto. I don't think Toronto, I think Toronto's windows closed and I think that they need a shop Lowry, but I, I like the Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Miami, Boston. I don't see, obviously I think Brooklyn is better than everyone else, but like, I think any of those teams go up against each other. It's a six or seven game series. Yeah. We've seen, um, like I've said, before on the podcast, we've seen an influx of competition since LeBron James has left the Eastern Conference. Um, like you said, the Nets, I think they're still one game behind the 76ers. I think they had 20, they both have 22 wins. Half a game. Half a game. Yep, they both have 22 wins. Yep. 
Yeah, that's it, it's all worked out weird. But something that pops off the chart now I'm reading this is Philadelphia is 14 and two at home. They're they're a good team. Yeah. Like I got like I said on the podcast, like I said on my uh video of John and Pete, he has really led that team into a great um the number one seed in the east and Doc Rivers. Um he had a lot of complaints over the offseason of people saying he's a bad coach. I think he also has a big deal to deal with the 76ers really playing great to the start of the season. Yeah. Doc Rivers got a little chip on his shoulder. You know, I mean, uh, because of the Clippers struggles last year, another thing that pops off is Brooklyn is eight and two in their last 10. So that's, and then Miami seven and three, like we mentioned before talking about Jimmy buckets. So I think that's something that very eye opening and, if Brooklyn can keep scoring 150 points a night, I mean, we talked about it. If they can score 150 points a night, which they are doing, I don't see a reason to go out and shop and trade if this team chemistry is clicking. Yeah, I think I think at this point they're just on a uh, we're going to outscore you type type of game. They're not really going to – I don't think they're uh, really basing their team identity on defense at all. We're just going to outscore you and we're going to win the game. Yeah. Another thing before we leave the Eastern Conference talk is Indiana Pacers are three and seven in their last ten, and Boston is four and six. What do you think? We'll start with the Pacers first and go to the Celtics. What do you think the Pacers can work on after the All Star break? Do you think that they go shopping? Do you think they trade, or what do you think they traded for Karis LeVert earlier? Traded out Victor Aladipo. So, what do you think uh, the Pacers can work on to try to make sure they match on a playoff spot? I think they're fine. You know, I. I don't think it's an overreaction and thinking that they're they're in trouble or nothing. I don't think they need to make a, a sign or anything like that. I think they're I think they'll be with the team that they have now. You know, Karis LeVert's still not playing right. Yeah, Karis LeVert is Karis LeVert is injured. I think. Yeah, yeah. I thought he had the um the thing in his. Uh, I think it was. They found something in his lung or something like that. But, you know, I think you could just wait for him to come back. Hopefully he comes back by the end of the year. They're gonna, they're a solid team. They'll, they'll I'll be- say they've been a solid team. I don't think playoff – or I don't think championships are in their future. But, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, do you think that – what do you think Boston does? Trade Kemba? I've been voicing this on my Twitter. You know, if you guys want to follow my Twitter, Eric Wilson. You know, I've been voicing – uh, he had a pretty good, decent game uh, yesterday. You know, he had, I think it was 32 points. Uh, this is his last 30-point game since last year, I think. But, you know, I don't I don't see where Kimba's, Kimba's really helping them out in the end. You know, uh, with the game versus the Pelicans, when the Pelicans came back, I think, from a 24-point lead, down the stretch, you just see Kimba Walker just throwing up brick three-point shots. I'm like, can we just get to the paint? You do not need threes. Just get to the paint. But – I just don't see, you know, the positivity that Kimball really brings to this, that offense. You have to trade him if you are uh, Danny Ainge. I, I just don't, don't think he's doing well for the Boston Celtics right now. I think, he sh- I think they should shop for a big and try to go that route. I don't know about Christoph Porzingis, but I think they go for a big. All right, staying or going to the Western Conference, we got the Red Hot Utah Jazz. Obviously, eight, eight and two in their last ten. 15-2 and two at home. They're 26 wins, uh, league high. Yeah, I would say 26 wins, league high. And then we got Clippers at two, Lakers at three, Phoenix at four, Spurs at five, Portland at six, Warriors at seven, Nuggets at eight. And then rounding out, we got Dallas at nine and Memphis at 10. 
tied with the Pelicans and the Thunder. So are you shocked? Here's I hear that well, I'll start out with. Are you shocked by Houston's struggles shipping out Harden and getting wall? They released cousins this week. Are you shocked that Houston's struggling this hard? No, I'm not shocked. You know, of course, if you're gonna take a great player like James Harden away from that team, you know, he he was the make model and everything to make that team go where they were. Um, definitely, I definitely expected them to like just plateau, but I think, you know, maybe they can make a push after this all-star break. You know, they still have John Wall and Victor Oladipo, um, but you, you gotta, I guess they're going back to small ball for a reason. I didn't really, really like the opinion of that, you know, and they have Christian Wood. I think he's almost back from his injury or he still might be injured. So I think you can just still make a push after the all-star break. You know, I don't think there's really nothing to, so uh, I don't really think, uh, like you said, I don't really see championships in their future. Maybe if they even make it to the playoffs, they'll probably try to get an eighth seed, but I'm not really sure what they're yeah. doing. I was going to say, P.J. Tucker has uh, has been a name around the league that has been rumored, uh, Boston, Brooklyn, uh, that he might go somewhere. Um, Houston's on a 10-game losing streak right now, so we'll see what happens. Um, some guys or some teams playing hot in the West, which actually I'm looking at these numbers, Eric. I'm talking like the West is on fire. The Clippers have won seven out of their last 10. Phoenix has won eight out of their last 10. Golden State Warriors and Dallas have won seven out of their last 10. So where do you see all this? Do you see the Spurs staying in the playoffs? I would say DeMar DeRozan's kind of pissed that he didn't make the all-star game. Um I don't, I don't know. I think Dallas gets in, but then that means you got to take someone out. So I see – are we going to see Denver or Dallas or Golden State not make the playoffs this year? I'm, I'm not really sure if the Spurs are a real playoff team, to be honest. You know, I thought I heard a rumor about um, them shopping around DeMar DeRozan or LaMarcus Aldridge. I was for sure it was probably LaMarcus Aldridge. But I'm not sure if they're really a legit playoff team. Um, I just, you know, like I've said, I've voiced my opinion. It all matters how they're going to play after the all-star break. We've seen teams go up and we've seen teams go down. So I really don't think they'll stay at that fifth spot. You said fifth spot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fifth spot. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll stay at the fifth spot. And one thing um, it might, it's just going off topic a little bit, but you know how uh, DeMarcus Cousins has been released from the Houston Rockets. I think um, a big thing the Lakers could probably do you know, maybe pick up DeMarcus Cousins. I've been saying it. They got to pick him up, you know, maybe on a league minimum or something. They need I saw, something. I saw Golden State's interested. Because you cannot have Mark Gasol. I mean, Mark Gasol, he's he's out of his prime. You know, he's just standing up in the paint with his hands up. <laughs> you cannot have Mark Gasol in the paint in the Western Conference. No, no, they had to do something, at least have DeMarcus Cousins. But they have to pick him up. We've seen him and Anthony Davis play great together. So, I, and they picked up, um, I think it was – it was Damian was, Jones. Yeah, Dam- Damian Jones. Damian Jones. I want I, I want Lakers to get PJ Tucker, dude. I think that would be a perfect I, fit. PJ dude, I like I like that move. But then PJ Tucker ain't a five. You know what I mean? He struggled a little bit last year, um, playing the five for the Houston Rockets. But I think PJ Tucker would be a great fit for the Lakers. He's a three ball guy. That quarter three is money, and he can guard. He can guard four down. You know what I mean? But I don't know if I would want him guarding a five. Then we got – we still talking about – dude, could you imagine DeMarcus Cousins? Well, then you got to replace 
You can't have to replace Kuzma if you're gonna put in PJ and you're gonna put him at the four. You can't play Kuz. I would say I'm not. I'm not a Kuz guy. You can't have this in the playoffs, man. You can't have. You can't. He's getting. He's too old, man. Especially when he's gonna be playing against Joel or someone at the finals. Barbecue chicken, guaranteed. Yeah, or even the West. I mean, you got Rudy Gobert. Who's the center for the Clippers? Um, Ibaka. Ibaka. Yeah, I mean you got Montrez Harrell though on the Lakers, but he, he ain't no he's not defense. A good defensive player. He's he's solely offense. Oh, uh, you got DeAndre Ayton. You got dude. Yeah, the Western is kind of loaded with bigs. Warriors got Wiseman. Uh, Denver Jokic. Jokic will give the buckets on. Jokic will give Marcus all buckets. Buckets. They got. They got. A, they got. A, I don't. And I wasn't. I wasn't the type of guy that was happy with the. Offseason signing of him. You know, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter. Oh, they got Marcus All. I'm like, isn't Marcus All almost like 40 years old? Like, why are y'all really happy about Marcus All coming to the Lakers? You know, they really, I really, I'm pushing for them to get Demarcus Cousins because if they get Demarcus Cousins, I think there'll be some trouble in the West. Yeah, I definitely for sure think so too. Um, so, any final thoughts for you? Um, my final thoughts is just Lakers, you know, I'm telling y'all, this is coming from the bottom of my heart, you know, I want to see my man LeBron James win at least one more ring. Um, if you are listening to this LeBron James, um, you do not need Marcus Gasol in your starting lineup. Go ahead and check out DeMarcus Cousins. He's, he's perfect for your team. He's going to be perfect to pair with, um, with, um, Anthony Davis and, uh, and uh, the Nets, please do not rush Kevin Durant back from his injury. Let him take his time. Yes, please. I'm not. with you. I am with you on that. Nets, if you, whoever, Steve Nash, whoever is watching this, James Harden and Kyrie can win ball games by themselves. You know what I mean? You don't need, and that's the same for the Lakers. Don't rush back Anthony Davis. Get in the playoffs. That's LeBron took a, LeBron had four or a four seed with the Cavs and took them to the finals. So don't rush back Anthony Davis. Because you ain't winning a championship without him. So I don't think I don't think the Lakers win a championship without AD. Of course not. Of so course don't not. rush those guys back. They'll be fine to wait a week or two. That's what I forget what NBA insider said this, but he goes he goes rest he said rest Anthony Davis until like two weeks left in the season. He said he said just make sure he said just coast into the playoffs. I don't know if you can do that though. But LeBron, thirty-six years old. The goat is thirty-six. He ain't gonna. He don't want to play forty-five minutes a night. Yeah, you can't. You can't have a low seed in the East in the Western Conference. You you have to stay at the high seeds. You gotta stay at the above five. You cannot go down to the eights. Then you gotta face the Jazz and the Clippers in your first round. So I don't know if yeah. it'll be smart. Because, I think I think know, that four seed looks pretty though. I think four. Yeah, you gotta you gotta lay off on the minutes that you're having LeBron James play the games so though. You gotta. I'm so LeBron James, if you're listening to this, please stop playing so many minutes. You are going to injure yourself like you did against the Warriors on Christmas Day. Please stop playing so many minutes. All right, I'm 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 done. I'm done. I'm done. No, that, that season was depressing because like you don't got him to watch then. And I felt like that season was so crazy when he went down and didn't give Lakers that I think he stays up, plays the rest of those three games champion or not championship that year but still goes to the playoffs no they'll go to western conference finals they'll probably still like not missing the playoffs you know what i mean 
But all right, that's all for us today. I'll say, Eric, drop your socials. Um, of course, I talk with Eric. That's my Twitter and Instagram. Um, my personals are Eric Wilson on Instagram and Twitter. You know, I just talk a little bit basketball. I don't know everything. You know, I try my best. You know, I don't know a lot. I'm just the guy that likes to watch uh, watch the what. Oh, I'm just a guy that likes to watch a little bit of basketball. You know, I really enjoy these conversations I have with Braden. You know, we do this almost every other day. It's, it's great combos, man. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, I love I love either jumping on your show or jumping on mine. I was going to say, this was just spur of the moment. I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA you want to jump on. So, yeah, guys, follow <laughs> Eric. Eric's an awesome dude. I was going to say, I'm glad I met him a couple months ago. And we just started – we hit this thing off and we just got the ball rolling. You know what I mean? I talked about how I didn't – I didn't really feel confident in doing this. And now that we're in it, dude, I can't get off of it. I want to do on every single day, either with you or with someone else. But yeah, I was going to say, this is my sixth podcast. How many have I done with you? Three or four? I think this is our fourth uh-huh. one together. This is our fourth one on my show alone. I'll say, yeah, but I just, I've, I've done so many in the past two weeks. I just, you know, yeah, I'll guys, if you're if you're first time listening and you like the content, go check out Eric Courtside Talk with Eric on YouTube, Twitter. I'm say I mentioned him in my tweets. If you're following my Twitter, uh, Krebs Corner, and then yeah, man, I was gonna say always good having you on. Good conversation, and I'll see you around. See you All guys. Right.